I don't think I can ever buy another new Mac again. What is this? What is this story? I, I just saw it. Like, it's hot off the press at Mac Rumors that Apple is ending their $100 rebate program for printers on new Mac purchases. What? I, I, I'm pretty sure those have been going since, like, Macs have existed. What the best part about it was that I could sell that printer or give it as a gift. Yeah, I mean, the That's printer was worth like 20 being. bucks, but it was still an extra 20 bucks. Yeah, like, you know, I wonder about that. Do you think maybe it's some sort of HP strain or something? Or Maybe, I don't know. This is What's a, the reason? It's effective immediately. What's wow. the reason? What's the reason? Add-ons. Uh, oh, come on. That was the cool, that was the thing, that was the reason why people went, you know, because Best Buy does that too, or Circuit right. City, where I used to work back in the day. Oh my God, you worked at a Circuit City. It's not a joke. <laughs> not a deal. You heard it first, guys. So there's a, they had a printer rebate and a case and everything with their laptop. That's the what they that would almost do. Almost everyone does, yeah. Some kind of gimmick with. That is just, to me, just crazy. Next, we're going to hear no more back-to-school promo. And let me tell you, that has gotten me more times than once. I didn't even need a new Mac. And I'm just like, oh, back-to-school time. Got to buy something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, mm. on that note, weekly download, episode number 26. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Good stuff. What do we got today? What do we have today? You know what? The first thing I want to talk about is this textbook thing. Okay. Oh, that's right. Great. I was just calling you out on it right before the beginning. Okay. Of the show. Good, good, <laughs> good and bad news. The good news is Apple's holding another exciting event. Yay. Yeah. Thursday. Over in uh, New York Guten, City. What is it called? What's the I, city? New Guggenheim. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a place in, it's a, it's the museum in, uh, in New York. And they are announcing some sort of textbook, some sort of ebook thing. That's the rumor. And the scoop from ours apparently was that there was going to be some authoring tool for people to make ebooks for the iPad, which is big news. Oh, I yeah, mean, there's absolutely. nothing like this. And apparently, EPUB 3, which is basically just another iteration of a publishing format standard, is going to be released. That's what we thought. Apparently, uh, Fortune tends to disagree and says this, this is way overhyped. Yeah. And I mean, like, pretty much every Apple event from the iPhone <laughs> is way, way overhyped. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll put a quick update as soon as this podcast is uh, over. Well, actually, if you're listening to this podcast, there'll already be an update on the site. But uh, Right. Yeah. Because these come out on Wednesdays. And speaking of Wednesdays, the actual thing yeah, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, won't be able to find it on Wikipedia. You <laughs> won't know about us on Wikipedia because guess what? Jimmy Wales has told everyone, hey, students, especially because that's our you know primary constituency, I would say. Citation students. needed. Yeah. <laughs> You cannot use Wikipedia on Wednesday, in at least the English version. So either learn a new language. So if you're doing your Spanish homework, you're set. But the English version is going on a blackout because of this thing called SOPA, SOPA. which we've talked about before, basically the Stop Online Privacy Act, which, by the way, has been put on the shelf in Congress. So right. this is sort of like a reaction thing that may have been planned prior to this shelving. And now, anyway, they're going to continue to go forward with it. And it's not just Wikipedia. It's also Reddit, apparently. Right. There Twitter was asked to do sites. it. Several big sites. Facebook was asked to do it. They sort of said, no, go figure. <laughs> you know, to me, and, and that kind of, it's, it makes sense because the mission of Twitter and Facebook is sort of to provide a medium for people to talk about this kind of right. stuff. And if you shut the medium down, what are you saying? You're kind of shutting down freedom of speech on top of, the, you yeah. know, so, freedom of speech. which to me in general, you can sort of take this a step further and ask, why is Wikipedia on this boat? Why is Reddit, of which is also a medium for social change in some ways? I mean, I don't know about you. Are you a Redditor? Oh, uh, no. Because I'm a Redditor. I used to be a digger. 
but now I'm a Redditor. For those of you who don't know, a dig is a website. It's a good website for news. It's a social news website. You can vote up and down stories. We talked about it a little bit one day, I think, on a show here. And I think Reddit is the same thing, except Reddit tends to have a smarter group of people. I don't know why that is. But anyway, it's a medium for social change. Like someone will put up a video, like the video of that policeman, red paper, pepper spraying. Right, right. That became famous actually from Reddit. A lot of the internet memes you look at every day is from Reddit. And the world would end without the memes. Exactly. <laughs> and your 2012 predictions were big on Reddit. Exactly. And uh, yeah, we posted one of our, we no, don't normally do this, but weekly download, we just typically word of mouth by Twitter or whatever you is but the only way we, we advertise. But we posted on Twitter, or, or I didn't post it there. Somebody read th- one of our articles. And put it on Reddit, because that's what you do. When you read something, you read it. Found it literally. Yeah. So you put it on Reddit, and people voted up. And we got a lot of hits out of a, the yeah, 2012. Yeah. So to me, you know, why would you shut down such like a medium of social change, such as Reddit? And I, I certainly you know, can see both sides of it. I understand why they're doing it in the sense that if this gets passed, they're essentially saying, we're going to be gone anyway. It's possible we'll be gone anyway. So here's what life would be like if you let this happen. Right. Well, anyway, just the PSA is don't use Wikipedia tomorrow. But try, yeah, like like I mentioned yeah. earlier, SOPA is shelved. SOPA right. along with Sopa and the PIPA, the, Pipa, yeah. the other the other flavored chambers, yeah. act. So basically, it's put away for now. Basically, because there's a lot of disagreement. I think the Barack Obama thing really put the pressure to stop that, which is good right. news. He, yeah, mentioned for us. We're probably going to veto it anyway, so it sort of got. So, but yeah, you never know what could happen. Um, could come out within the next year. Could happen way later. But there's still some discussion about what this piracy act means, and you know, you'll hear about it from us and from other people within the next few months. Right. What else? Uh, sort of interesting was the store within a store concept. I mean, just wanted to throw a quick shout out there that Target's going to do the Apple Store within a store, uh, very similar to what Best Buy has been doing for a while now. Uh, nothing too exciting, but um, anyone who wants to buy their Macs at, at a Target, well, there'll be 25 of them in the country, likely not near you, but uh, at some point they'll probably be coming. And the way I understood this story is it's not going to be like what Walmart does, where they just put up a display. Right, it'll be an actual, like, sort of right. like Best Buy, where there's a whole little hub, basically, uh, within there. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm guessing if it works off, if it takes off, there'll be more than 25 of them, hopefully. Yeah, and Target does seem like an Apple-y right, kind right. of place to I, do I'm it. I'm sure they do so. all right with their iPads and things like that. Already. And actually, Ron, no. That was Ron JC Johnson Penny. was, yeah. Never mind. I was going to make the joke that maybe J.C. Penney will be getting them next. <laughs> 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 if you don't know, Ron Johnson was the uh, C, is the, now the CEO of J.C. Penney. He was the person who helped implement the Apple Store. So No, but, okay, so I was right by bringing him up because he right. was in he Target. Was the, yeah. He was in Target once. Oh, he was in Target once. I, he started out the revolution in Target and doing their stores. And that's and then that's why he got picked up by Apple. Oh, right, right, and right. And now right. he's in JCPenney. Yeah. So you have to wonder if that relationship is, you know, because of that in some ways. Yeah, yeah it's entirely possible. Now, there's two other big things that we can talk about today. The first thing is, for those of you who listen to this podcast, you probably are podcast listeners in general. The top-rated podcast on iTunes since I've seen podcasts up on iTunes is This American Life. You listen right. to that show? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've listened once. Okay. I don't listen to podcasts. This very American often. Life is what? I listen to ours. <laughs> I know. This I American know. Life is a fantastic podcast. I can't tell you enough how great it is 
this it's it's an hour long. They stick to that format really well. Ira Glass just has this way of delivering stories that pulls you in. But This American Life, they usually bring in other podcasts or other affiliate sort of discussions and stories that other people have recorded and kind of bring them out to the forefront. It's become a medium of, you know, change and awareness. Right. So with this particular podcast, and this became a big deal, and I want to talk about why this was a big deal, but go to This American Life. It it may not be this week's episode anymore, but last week's episode was called Mr. Daisy and the Apple Factory. Now, Mike Daisy is a comedian and a writer, but he's a big Apple geek. In fact, I think one of the quotes in the podcast was... um, you know, it was just like it, it showed like how fetish are you? It was almost about how he felt about Apple. And he decided, you know, he's looking at his phone and he's thinking to himself, where does this come from? Like, how is this made? You know, we tend to use these things and take it for granted, these MacBook Airs and all of this right. kind of stuff. And where is it made exactly? And what are the conditions of people out there? He actually goes to China. He flies his plane out to China and he investigates and find out that Foxconn and a lot of the other factories that a lot of the bigger tech corporations like HP, they have their factories out in Shenzhen, mm-hmm. which is this city 30 years ago, which used to be like reeded sidewalks, like nothing special, nothing much to talk about. Middle, and it's, middle of the road. Yeah. And it's blown up, completely blown up into this hub for where technology is made. Now, when you consider technology, you think to yourself, okay, there's a machine and it's panda, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Right. But this is actually surprising, and I don't want to give it away, but the what you think about the way technology is made is completely different than what you hear. And it is just an, a phenomenal show, and they bring up Apple's supplier responsibility in there and a lot of different things, just shocking things. And it just reminds you that, you know, not all of this stuff just comes from thin air or is from Steve Jobs himself. There's a lot of blood, sweat, tears, literally blood, sweat, and tears. You look at the back of this and it says designed by Apple in California, but where is it assembled? In China. China. It's assembled in China. And that is a big distinction. And, you know, you should just listen to it yourself. I don't know if you have yet, but I'm going to take a listen to this one. You should definitely take a listen to it. Um, and what was funny about the reason this was so good to be on This American Life is because as soon as this was posted... There were a ton of uh, reports that same day from Apple. Are that Like literally three or four announcements from Apple or Apple-related news stories that just came out of the blue, so to speak, almost like... Right. Purely, it looked. It was supposed to look coincidental, but you know it wasn't. It was a reactionary, right? like, yeah. So one thing was that they, Apple updated its supplier conditions report, and they actually, to Mike Daisy's point, released the names of every supplier right. that they have on their chain. And at first, to be honest with you, when I read your link, I thought, oh, he's just talking about Apple's things. Then I read a little bit further, and I'm like, oh. And then I sort of made the connection that, yeah, this is a reactionary thing. This wasn't an Apple just... Definitely Hopping not. on saying, yeah, we're awesome. It was more of a reaction. Right. And this reaction was so strong. And I and I think it just goes back to the power of this podcast. I mean, I got to tell you, like, it changed the way I thought about how things are assembled, the kind of people that work there, the conditions that work there. I mean, can you imagine 12, 13, and 14-year-olds on a line assembling right. these things by hand? I mean, it's just incredible. It, it's terrible. I mean, so and uh, you know, so take a listen to it, and 
that is that podcast. The last thing, well, it's not the last thing. I'm sure there's a few other things that are lingering. One of them is this Google Plus thing that we've been talking about for quite some time. Google Plus, as you know, the social network sort of try from Google. It's a long-term strategy. It's something that they launched and everyone kind of wondered, hey, what's going on? Kind of an open beta. It's making it slow moves. You cooking know? itself into all the other and services. I, you know, I told you in the 2012 post <laughs> that this was going to happen. And if you are a Googler right now and you use Google as your primary search engine, which some people don't anymore, actually. I, really? I see people more and more using Bing, and uh, maybe it's because of this. But go to Google and search for something, and it's going to give you information if you are a Google Plus member of people around you mm-hmm. and in fact you if you're on google plus are indexed by google as a search result now so you yeah you're all your information's there making you it show for up interleaved so for example if i google you know my name here and i don't know if you're signed in or not chris but okay you are but you don't have a google plus account uh, yeah it's a email. so it's not going to show up but on the right side of your google search results you have a globe icon, and a people icon. If you select the people icon, then what you get is this sort of um, search results that are catered to you, supposedly, and then you get search results that are what everyone else would see, and they're kind of interleaved in a way. I guess it hasn't rolled out for you, so I'll put it up here so you can kind of look at it. All right. Um, But... And you can choose, you know, if you want to see the global, global results that are not, I mean, quote unquote, tainted <laughs> in right. some ways. But, okay, so I guess this is not showing up for you either on your computer. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, but oh, there, see, for saw, example, yeah. if, I, if I just start typing, you know, I can just start typing your name here in the Google search. So, Chris, boom. Oh, yeah, and there it is. So, there's two people who are in my circles that are showing up as search results right so if i have them on google plus or am controlled in some way with my search if i'm logged in that is then i see google plus results now it's not showing up for you for some reason and they may have taken it off i don't know though it's it's interesting but if you so search for anything right though, side. if you search for anything though what usually pops up is a toggle and that toggle allows you to switch back and forth from global results to personalized results, supposedly. Now, I told you that this was coming, right? Like, right. And yeah, a lot of people it. knew that this was going to happen because why not? What's a better way of getting people to use Plus than to integrate it into their services? Their services. Yeah. People have argued that this is sort of a antitrust sort of agenda. You have the world's biggest social network and you have the world's biggest search engine. I mean, when I say right. world's biggest ser- social network, I mean by growth, not right, right, by right, total right. number. Right. And why not put them together and gain more social networking? Sure, I mean, it makes sense for Google. But, yeah. but a lot of people have said, you know, what about Facebook? What about Twitter? Why aren't you indexing them? So Google's come back and said, hey, as it turns out, we tried to ask Twitter, and but they, they didn't that. renew their contract. So we've said no. So there's a lot of you know spat left and right again, as right, with everything right. that's like a heated subject. 
I mean, nothing gets on the internet without some kind of anger. Let's be honest. But the question is, is this anti-piracy? I mean, um, antitrust. is this antitrust? I, see, I don't really necessarily think so. I mean, especially knowing that they tried with Twitter, and I guess they haven't done anything with Facebook yet, but... Right. And, and the thing is, when you have a Google property and people are using it, like mail, right. then it makes sense to be able to search right. your mail. And you... The other thing here is you, if have, you're you have the option to use another search engine. You're not linked. You're not limited by any stretch to just one search well, engine. Well, you know, hey. why do people use Google? Because they're the best at it. Right. But you, as you mentioned, lots of people are switching over to Bing. They're pretty darn good at it. They're pretty good. But unfortunately, with incumbency becomes re- comes responsibility. And this is one of those responsibilities. You would think, this is what the argument is. If you're a big company, you have the responsibility of portraying information in a responsible manner. Right. And if you're using Google Plus results and interleaving it and kind of changing my experience of Google, you know, you're you getting you're getting everyone. a lot of yeah. other people into the service and that's the sort of thing. I don't think this is really something to really, you know, get upset about or cry foul about. What's really going to change the internet, like I said, is this plus one button. If the plus one button if starts being put into searches, then it's really going to change the landscape of the way we think about ranking pages. Actually. Right. I mean, it changes SEO as we know it. So just considering, like, this is the first step of many things to come. Um, you know, we're on Twitter. I'm interested in the feedback about this. I've read up other people's posts. A lot of people are saying that this is antitrust, but I haven't heard a reason as to why this isn't an inevitability. So why this isn't one. And I mean, you you basically called it earlier in the year anyway. So more to come on that. Um, I mean, you mentioned Bing. I just want to sort of mid-show pause here, hassle you about uh, when you you switch over to your Windows phone next month, do you plan to switch to Bing? Well, I mean, the thing is, the Bing experience is so intertwined. It's like saying on Android, are you going to switch to Google? I right. Mean, you don't have, you yeah. kind of have to. You kind of have to use the search engine that's optimized most for your phone. Right. The unique thing about Apple is that there is no search engine, so they supposedly. Just, supposedly. Right. You could argue that Google's kind of optimized with their recent sort of uh, push in making things as humanly fast as possible to right. show up and... Leveraging WebKit is just another way of doing that. So it makes sense that Google's the preferred choice on the iPhone. But with Windows, when you plug in Bing, you're plugging in like Bing in a very deeper level. Right. And the reason I like Bing is because of the flights, actually. (laughs) Flight searches, the questions that you can ask, the the different sort of responses you can get. It's really nice search engine, and it's not just based around queries or page rank. There's something deeper going on. In I, I I have played with it a little bit, and I actually do like Bing a lot. And I it's just, just a cool experience to me. So yeah, I'll switch if I had a Windows phone. If you have a Windows phone, do you plan to to ever switch back to Windows? No. With Windows 8. No. I just wonder, like, since you like Metro UI so much, I thought maybe... It's not really the Metro UI that I appreciate. I know it's the integration and the focus yeah. around you that you... It's the deepness of the tiles and the way... It's just a different experience. I'm tired of looking at this. That's it. I'm tired of this experience. Apparently Steve Wozniak is, too. So, you know what? <laughs> what? No, you didn't see that. No, I didn't. No, I mean, it wasn't newsworthy, I didn't think, but we'll we'll pull it up here and... Uh, essentially, Steve Wozniak says uh, he likes iOS, but he, you know, enjoys the customization of 
of Android and really wishes he could. Uh, well, he's a geek, right? Right. He's a geek. Yeah. So he's going to go for the Android or anything that he can hack the most, right? Right. But when you're talking about Windows, you know, you're getting the same experience like Apple. You can't hack the thing. You yeah. can't change it. All you can do is get a different experience. But to me, that's all that matters because I'm not interested in hacking. I'm not interested in breaking my phone. I'm just interested in getting getting, getting what you want when you something want different. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the smoke by Windows Phone? Smoke by Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I saw that see a few that? minutes ago actually. Right I mean, there's a couple of people who won, right? Yeah. But the majority of people Three. got smoked. Yeah. And so the concept was at CES, Windows brought out their phones and said, Hey, if you've got a phone that can do this faster than us, we'll pay you a hundred dollars. So, for example, one of the challenges that I saw was um, being able to search for a sushi restaurant somewhere or something like that. Mm -hmm. So both of them said, ready, set, go. And uh, the guy with the iPhone or the Android or something, he used his voice search <laughs> and he said, hey, where is a sushi restaurant in you know my area? And the other guy just used what's called Local Scout. It's a feature of Windows 8. And the other guy won, like really quickly, actually, and because his task was to be able to find the restaurant and find the number and get a reservation. There you go. Yeah, so pulled Chris up has pulled up here. a results here. And Overall, Windows Phone won 88% yeah. of the challenges. They won 30 times. They lost three times. Then they had a draw once. So, you know, losing $300 for a potential huge amount of PR that this got. Oh, you know, yeah. I'd say it's pretty impressive. So another reason, I'm just saying, Chris here wants to move to a 4S, so. Oh, look at that. He turns the other another direction. As, uh, yeah. But no, I wouldn't switch to Windows. I wouldn't switch to Windows Metro 8 because you're getting Windows. See, I almost think it's, yeah, it's an awful pretty experience much it. because you're getting both. You're, you have to deal with two UIs at this point. You don't have to deal with the other one, but you will inev inevitably I mean. do like, so. It's going to be a broken experience for a little while, I think. So, and you know, that's the difference between the designing with courage style and Apple and the sort of, you know, we have a constituency that we need to, you know, make them feel good about right. using Windows and don't worry if we're going to upgrade and change things because your enterprise will still be afloat because we're not changing that. So it's certainly going to be a bold move, and I, I don't know. I wonder how many organizations will continue to say, we'll stick to Windows XP. Well, okay, so you said yourself, if you, okay, you said yourself that Xbox 360 Metro was great. Yeah, I, I did enjoy so it. So are you, but why are you dooming Windows 8 itself? I still think that they cater, like, half of Windows 8, or half of Windows is the enterprise market. But for you, but oh. for the consumer. Uh, I mean, I like have all my devices closely tied together okay so like, th and that's right. mainly why you would switch. right yeah i mean if i switch to windows phone as crazy as this sounds i would switch to microsoft all around hmm. like just to have the integration of all of my products well you know there's ways to get around it I yeah don't know. you know you could use exchange for example yeah so i grudgingly use exchange now everyone has to in yeah. the workplace oh absolutely which you know that's actually an interesting thing to bring up Where's Apple's response to that? Uh, you know? Yeah, they had Mobile Me, which was exchanged for the rest of us, which, as most people know, was a disaster. Um, not really. Even, like, mail is yeah, close to exchange. Yeah, not nothing. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think Google does a decent job of competing with exchange with the Google App Suite. They're getting better, but, mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah. All right. 
Well, I think that about does it. Yeah, unless I think you so. want to bring up anything else. No, I think we're good this week. A little <laughs> bit of a slow news week. Right. Well, everyone See, had yeah. the day CS off. Raw was was over, and yeah, there was a day off. So, well. Then I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah.